0: Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net along with co-host Rick Bulo for another episode of the HTDC podcast. Our topic for today is digital versus traditional approaches to comic book illustration. What are their pros and cons? How will each impact you financially in the short term and long term? And which one should you really choose when it comes to working as a professional freelancer? Rick, what's your stance on digital versus traditional? From what I gather, you've dabbled in both. Do you have a preference yourself over one or the other?
1: Oh, uh, it's too early for me to to give a proper answer to that because I just started like half a year ago to dabble in digital art. You're right digital. in the middle of it. It's only a half a year or so uh, yeah. from that. Else it's been a traditional all the way. How, so,
0: how how have you found the transition? Like, that must be tough to do because you've been drawing for how many years now, like, traditionally?
1: 25.
0: 25, and now you're transitioning to digital. I mean, that must have been a pretty big jolt in terms of the contrast uh, yeah, between yeah, the two.
1: It's... Well, I I just came to a point where, uh, where I was like, well, I want to do comics. I want to do comics-related stuff and my painting became more and more realistic and my traditional sides of doing things became more one side. there wasn't really any more for me the way to go because my mindset was like put on in one way on how i approach the traditional i would think okay i need something special to make the jump so i could per- so i can perhaps force myself to also Work more into a comic book-based art art style, but still keep my sense of realism into it, like Alex Ross and such. So I thought, well, okay, I do have I do have the money to go digital right now. I was lucky at that time to to have a good few a good few. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, a, a little I, bit of I, uh, a little bit of moolah. Yeah. Yep.
1: We, as we will go into later on, investment with kind of money. With, uh, How much it costs to get started? But yeah, yeah, I, I could see myself get started, and I <clears throat> and I had always already watched, uh, said nicely as nicely as possible, I a ton of YouTube videos, like from yeah. you, from you, from Robert Masolo, from Canon Wired, from Ass. Uh, Everybody, pr- pretty much, and uh, pro and Ma- all that. Even Todd also, McFarlane. So I started first, before I even started going into digital, I started looking into painting in digital, and whether or not, if I could make have my traditional look copied as much as possible into the digital, so the look would ca- kind of be the same, because I didn't want to lose my actual look, after all, that I worked for for 25-odd years.
0: Mm. And what m- traditional mediums were you working in f- with f- within all that time?
1: Well, that's mode <clears throat> It was mostly oils and uh, watercolor.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, watercolor. So that that's pretty much the same as Alex Ross.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I actually started started watercoloring coloring after watching him and how he did it. I never got to his level of doing it because, well, he he. Well I have had maybe twenty years of oil painting experience, he had that watercoloring experience after all, so yeah, mm, I, guess- I, I went I went and checked in digital to see to check how whether or not I could handle that. And there's like this guy called I don't know Ray Frendon. Okay. He he that makes some really awesome brushes for from Photoshop as well. Oh great! And he he, he, made, he I I didn't know it was possible, but you can actually get watercolor proper, almost proper watercolor effect brushes to Photoshop, and that surprised me a lot.
0: No way, really. Wait a second, is he? Do we have his brushes featured on the How to Draw Comics website?
1: I do believe you do because he also right. has a lot of Clip uh, Studios.
0: Yeah. Brushes. Yeah, I mean that's the challenge, isn't it? It's like you've created a style traditionally, and you have a certain way of working. You have particular tools, and those tools help you to achieve the look that is relatable to your art. You know, it's it's identity essentially. And the challenge of moving over the digital is how do we keep our artistic identity, the look of our art, in a digital format? Because you almost have to find new tools that are going to be able to be appropriated to the kind of artwork that you want to produce in the digital medium. So you've experimented, no doubt, with that, with the watercolors and maybe even the oils as well. And there are different applications out there that allow you to produce similar effects to what you'd get with the traditional alternative. How have you found that? Have you managed to achieve the looks that you were getting with your traditional ways of working, in the digital realm, or has it been a little bit of a challenge?
1: Uh, it was. A, it has been a real challenge. As, as, as I said, I spent a lot of time start, studying both YouTube and Udemy and Skillshare. Hashtag not promoted.
0: <laughs> we're promoting them again. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they great. Be in
1: contact with them, but totally. Yeah, so I did a lot of, lot of focusing because I again discipline, mentality. When I when I need to learn something, uh, I just I start I start studying and I start studying until I'm satisfied with with I, until I got the answer that is it possible for me to actually go digital and still keep my looks. Yeah, and my answer ended up with being eh, close enough.
0: Close enough, huh?
1: Yeah, close enough to 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 make it work. And I still had to, but I also had to remind myself that. But I'm not going completely for my style after all, because that was the reason. One of the reasons I went to digital was to like give me a chance to easier change my change up my style, so I shouldn't focus too much on getting the exact same style after all, because then it would just be me going digital for doing this exact same that I did traditional, and then I could just continue doing traditional work after all.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's crazy to me that you've been drawing traditionally and producing artwork traditionally for the last you 20, 25 years, and you're only now going digital, which must be super tough to do after having the traditional methods of working so ingrained into your approach and for me I guess I was a little lucky considering that because I started transitioning into digital when I was in my teens which you know that would have been when I was 16 In I guess that would have been 2006 or 2007 and so it was quite a long time ago I've been doing digital artwork and, and working in a traditional way since for, for the last decade almost and what's super crazy about that is I'm still using the same digital tools you know they're always bringing out new tablets and new technology for artists who want to go the digital route and I'm still working on this Wacom Intuos 3 which I never upgraded because it was such a great piece of hardware you know it allowed me to to produce my artwork in in a certain way and I... after I'd gotten used to that after I had drawn with that instead of the traditional way of drawing for so long you know the texture of the stylus against the screen that I was drawing on and it just became something that I was used to I was no longer used to the texture of the paper underneath my lead pencil or my ballpoint pen now it was more the feeling of you know running my stylus along a glass type surface which which I'd become accustomed to super weird right it just goes to show that as foreign as certain ways are in working and producing our art we can transition I and mean, we can almost learn any method and way of working that we want to it just takes a little bit of time and a getting used to
1: I, I, I tried tablets at first like the ordinary tablets like where you have to look at the screen while you draw
0: yeah it messes uh, with it big time never right? worked
1: out for me I got so frustrated that I almost broke it in half and, uh, and threw it away
0: I mean, that's the biggest challenge with those types of drawing tablets is when you don't have the screen on the page in front of you that you're, you're moving the pencil or the stylus on, It's very it messes with your perception, right? Because you all of a sudden you're looking up at the screen and your hand is drawing on its own. And it's almost like you have the only way to know and to feel where your hand is on the tablet it's it's almost like you have to re-coordinate how that process works with your brain. It's almost like uh, learning how to draw with your non-dominant hand for the first time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I I couldn't do that. I gave up after a month of frustrating trying and yelling and and just hating everything about digital.
0: So you gave it a crack then, for a whole month, did you and
1: I, was, and I was about to and I was then I was about to like just quit it and go traditional and then i was then I was told why why just not why not just get a monitor for it instead I like those those exist, and people were like, duh, yeah, of course they exist
0: so a Cintiq, is that what you ended up getting
1: yeah, I ended up getting a Cintiq. cool man. And that just changed everything for me because that was like putting paper to putting pencil to putting the putting your brush to a canvas uh, almost all over again,
0: yeah, right,
1: like, it was like hallelujah you know when when you got that, and like okay there, there might be a change for this digital to work for me
0: yeah, and how expensive was that? I mean back then, Cintiqs must have been Ooh, a fortune oh,
1: yeah. yeah, that's. Well, well, I could get a car from it, almost, pretty much, get a car.
0: Wow, so it costs as much as a car. I mean, I've always seen digital ways of creating art as kind of an investment, in a way, as far as the tools that you need in order to be able to do that. So, you know, you, you buy a Cintiq. It costs maybe a couple grand. I mean, I'm not sure. I've seen them up to three grand, and... It's a lot of money, straight but up front. You're... But, I mean, it lasts for a long time. And so it's it almost balances out at the end of the day with these digital about to say. artwork hardwares, so to speak, because you get to keep them for years and years and years. Like I said, I've been using the same Wacom, the Intuos 3 tablet. Luckily, I had a backup one, actually. Um, but, you know, I've been using that for years years and I've never needed to to upgrade it or buy anything else for it. It's plug it into the computer. It's ready to go. However, when it comes to the traditional ways of working, there is some cons to the cost as well because although it may be cheaper than say the Cintiq short term, you've got to keep on replacing the paper and the tools that you're using, the lead in your pencil, the ink in your brush. And so that adds up and i'm sure anyone yeah. who works traditionally I mean, especially to with to oils put it, to put
1: it like that like those 20 years where i was doing old painting with canvases and pen and brushes and all that i i can easily i can easily say the antique was cheaper than those 20 years without a doubt
0: mm. yeah i bet i mean you must how much would have you spent on those oil paints because they're expensive
1: like a um, uh, monthly i think i spent oh I use, but I use Danish crown, So, uh, mm. <coughs> let's just use euros. People can go and say, I spent like, yeah, probably Lots probably a hundred euros a month just wow.
0: about. that. So traditional art supplies—they're not cheap, but they are cheaper in in the short term, I guess, in comparison to the digital hardware that you'd use for art that you do on the computer and on a, on a tablet so there's the, the pros and the cons of the financials attached to traditional and digital ways of working because here's the but, other thing
1: but it, there's oh, there's more than Wac- wacom on the market now hmm. that's a lot cheaper let's say huyun for example i got a huyun screen as well
0: oh cool what's that so, i've never heard of that
1: before i i had to test i had to test it because everybody said that Huyon is the new is the new contestant too. To wake up and, it, and it's basically less than half the price for this almost the same amount of things. And to be honest, I like my HUION even more. Cool. And it's way cheaper. I mean, I I suggest everybody that wants to go into digital and want to have a monitor but can't afford a Cintiq, look into HUION. You won't you won't regret it because. I do not feel much of a difference. Actually the pen, the Huyan pen feels so much better than the, the the Wacom pen. Really? Oh yeah. And and to go even further, there's also there's also a business called UG, UGEE, like a really small company that also do screens like really the screens are are not good. They're not professional in in much ways, but they still work. I can still work on those. My uh, my brother has one, and I. Even though it feels like you're drawing on on glass, and there's a few problems with the drivers, but not as much as Cintiq drivers.
0: <laughs> yeah! Wow.
1: It's it it's still it feels low class, but it's still doable to make to make art on my Thanos art. Piece, for example, was done under UG, and that cost me. That cost me a month worth worth of uh, traditional work. Wow, that is amazing. So there's options there. You don't have to don't you don't have to go Wacom anymore. Go Huyan. I can Mm. only recommend go go Huyan. Hashtag not promoted, not sponsored.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. There's those brand names out there that people just become so familiar with, they put all their faith into that particular product, when in reality there's probably a lot of more dependable, uh, cheaper options out there for you to check out. Um, What I was going to say before, though, is the digital route as far as hardware and suppliers go is cheaper in the long run than traditional. We can agree on that. However, here's where things get a little bit interesting because digital artwork which is produced typically has a lower value or a lower perceived value at least as far as how much you can sell it for in comparison to traditional art which you can obviously sell for a lot more because there's only one traditional copy of it whereas with digital you can make as many copies as you want so it loses its value a little bit so there's that side of the coin now, for me, I've always worked digitally, as I said, since my teens. I actually have
1: a question for you. Yeah, as yeah, well, go ahead. Before we go delve too much into it, uh, to another another part of the subject, as you said, as we spoke of going from traditional to to digital, as I do believe also that that going from traditional to digital and only uh, and quote unquote only do line work would would be an easier transition than going from art going from a painting perspective yeah wouldn't you say wouldn't you say i mean i mean the, the transition would would be easier uh, i think if it's only again has a quote unquote only i know it's not only mm. but it's simpler
0: yeah, that's an interesting topic that you bring up actually because I guess when I first went digital, one of the things that got me to do that was I was very interested in concept art for entertainment design. So, you know, designing characters and environments and that kind of thing. And I knew that in order to be able to do that, eventually I'd have no choice but to jump to the digital medium. And I guess before that, I had been doing comic book art, right? Like comic book style, you know, cartoons and and whatnot. And I never colored traditionally, okay? So I never used Copic markers or watercolors or anything like that. It was only really the line work. So what I would do is I would scan the line work into the computer and I would color it digitally, although the way in which I went about it was very, very old school. So I actually used a mouse, to color all of my illustrations oh, digitally, shit. <laughs> yeah. And the Sorry, funny, but
1: that sounds like wow. It
0: was pretty crazy, but the funny thing was, is you know, I'd blend all the highlights and shadows and midtones together, and ultimately, I'd get a pretty nicely rendered image out of it because I got good, right? Like that, you you work with what you're given, and so I kind of become accustomed to that. It took a long time to do. I still like. I, my memory isn't that good that i can even conceive of how on earth i was able to do that because i think about it now after using the the tablet of course for all these years and i'm just like what was i thinking but i did yeah. it and when i jumped into full digital uh the wacom tablet and, and whatnot like i guess You know, I was always kind of leaning more toward the coloring and the the rendering side of things because I'd taken care of a lot of my line work through traditional ways of working. And so maybe came after, especially because when I went full digital, I really wanted to do concept art. And concept art really, depending on the style that you're going for, doesn't always require you to have clean-looking line work. It's more of a, a painting, a digital painting, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I do wonder if maybe I would have had an easier time just drawing things out uh, with the line drawings if I if I started by doing that when I went digital. But it's it's really hard to tell. What was the situation for you, Rick? Did you kind of jump into the drawing side of things rather than straight into painting, or what was the route that you took?
1: Now, usually I start I start all my paintings, also the traditionals, with a light with a with a light sketch of mm. of how to uh, of the proportions like you like you do when you do draw comics as well that yeah. that also works in paintings if you're doing things with anatomy and proportions a quick quick sketch that's easily that's easily painted over after all with uh, uh with all paintings totally yeah so i always there I, I always started with that and that part felt easy enough to convert to transition into uh, into the digital from the traditional i must say that's why i was curious whether Mm. if if that wouldn't be easier because it that part was easier but first off to learn how to use the digital brushes and then make it work so it worked for you and then had to read remake those brushes just to just to edit that just to splice them up just a little to work a hundred percent as you want them thank you rob marcelo for teaching me how to do brushes in photoshop totally <laughs> not promoted yeah but yeah i mean it was easier
0: yeah i guess you know in saying that with digital as well there's so many different more options options that play there i mean you're able to get artwork that looks like watercolored artwork and you're able to get oil painted looking artwork and you know inked hybrid, artwork comic book ha- style you can easily, realistic
1: you, can easily, you name it you can easily make a easy easily make hybrid work of mixing a watercolor and oil painting do you know how hard that is to do properly traditional
0: i imagine it's quite difficult
1: it's uh, it's i i I, I I never do it traditionally, but in digital when I found out how easy that was I was like, huh, Well that's 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 a plus at least. And you know the one thing that <clears throat> that I was most happy about with digital, the, the biggest plus and many people continue to uh, many traditionalists continue to say but that's that feels like cheating, but the greatest thing about digital is you're able to just control c your mistakes
0: oh yeah totally uh well control z yeah um if you make a mistake you're able to easily undo that mistake and oftentimes it's not so easy when you're working traditionally depending on the what you're using I mean, I always think back to inking comic book pages when I think about the traditional and digital ways of working and how much more difficult that must be as an inker to work traditionally because if you mess up, you, you know, you've got to pull out the line work, uh, sorry, you got to pull out the white out and you've got to fix your mistakes up using, you know, a whole different tool. Whereas with digital, it's as easy as hitting the Control Z button, and you're able to have another crack at it without any worries.
1: And you can easily change. Like if I've tried many times with digital, where I've, oh, where, where I'm almost done with the with the human, the human object in the in the painting, and I'm like, oh crap, he's standing wrong. How can I change that? And then I have to work around it by painting, painting the. Painting the forms around him is the background color to make to reshape him. Whereas in whereas in digital, I just cut I just cut the the sub object out on another layer and then I liquefy him.
0: Oh, there you go. It it's weird, isn't it? Because it almost feels like you're cheating a little bit when you go digital. I think that a lot of digital artists probably feel that way as well, and maybe are even viewed that way to I an extent. I never felt
1: I never felt like it was cheating, to be honest. Yeah. And that surprised me the most because I thought for sure I would start feeling that way, but I never felt like it was cheating because <clears throat> when you like said like this, when a, if a mechanic gets a new tool in the in, in their shed in order to faster create create their car. What that be cheating started that they started doing that when they started doing those bolt machines, you know, instead of folding it mm. manually? Yeah,
0: is, exactly.
1: that con- is that considered cheating?
0: Most definitely no,
1: not. It's not. It's not cheating because it's just a new tool to make things easier for you, but you still need to know what you're doing. Yeah, And exactly. that's how I see digital. It's just a new tool to help you but you still need to know what you're doing.
0: Absolutely. It doesn't make,
1: it doesn't make you a great artist having, having the extra tools.
0: No, the tool does not make the artist. That's for sure. Um, oftentimes it's easy to think that it does because you know, we see an amazing artist using a particular tool, whether they're working traditionally or digitally. It might be the application. It might be the hardware that they're using or it might be the, the actual traditional tool that they like to use when they're creating. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's really their, their, their ability to project what is in their imagination down on the paper. And in order to do that, using the tools that they've chosen to use, really what allows them to be able to, to do it is just the, the fact that they, they get to know it through repetition, and it really doesn't take as long uh, to learn a a tool as it does to process and really understand the fundamentals of drawing and what goes into that because you can pick up any new application if you're working digitally. Um, There's not a whole lot of difference between Manga Studio and Photoshop and uh, what are the other applications that are out there now, Rick? There's a few, Sketchbook.
1: It's pro, Procreate. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's many.
0: So many to choose from. And I remember back in the day they had a Corel Painter as well. I'm not even sure if that's still around anymore, but oh,
1: it is. It is. I see yeah. some uh, some people still using it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's. It's easy to pick them up, you know. It doesn't. It doesn't take too long. It maybe takes you a month maximum to be able to really become familiar with these applications. What remains the same always is going to be your understanding of the drawing principles, and so they're the most important thing to learn because they will carry over to whatever tool you're using to create your illustrations with.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, yeah.
1: I, I th- so don't feel like a, don't feel like it's cheating. You, it's not cheating gong digital, it's basically just a new tool in your...
0: Mm. And it's important to remember that tools evolve, as with anything else. And as far as drawing is concerned and, and art in general, well, yeah, I mean, the digital age came. And it brought with it a new way of working for many creators out there. Um, you can say the same thing about... I mean, if you look at, for example, writing a book, people don't necessarily write their books anymore on a typewriter. Most of them will they don't use even
1: write, uh,
0: a uh, word of processing don't even write a, application of some anymore, kind. anymore,
1: like they did in the old days. I mean, going to a typewriter, wouldn't that be cheating as well? If we, if we think of that mindset, then a typewriter would be cheating as well.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, before that they had the, the, the quill, right? And, yeah. and And they wrote out their stories and, and, and books in that way. So things evolve. And it's important not to be afraid of change as we progress further and, and we learn new things and, and new tools become available to us. Um, yeah, sometimes it isn't worth the investment to learn a new tool because maybe for one reason or another it's just not going to contribute to your particular style or look. But at the same time, there's always that opportunity there to see where you could take a new way of working. Maybe it helps you to speed up. Maybe it allows you to get things done. Without you know having to worry about making a ton of mistakes along the way because you know they're easy to fix. You're hitting the save button. You can kind of go back and redo things if need be because you're saving out your progress. You can't do that with traditional ways of working. It's usually just one straight, direct line from start to finish of production, and then it's it's all done. You can't really go back and, and fix things up. I remember you know listening to for example uh, artists that. Had put courses out on the Nomon workshops, such as David Finch and Joe Weems, and um, even the colorists on there. It's kind of like as you finish each stage, especially using a traditional method, it's done. You can't go back and change things in the in the drawing once it's inked, for example. Um, you can't really go back through and and change things in, in the inks once it's colored, right? So. It's, it's Control, J, yeah. Control
1: J in digital is my best friend.
0: Yeah. It allows you to create new layers, right? Is that what Control J does?
1: Yeah. I think that's the copy. Control J right, is to make a copy of what you've done.
0: Exactly. I mean, the greatest thing that it does when you're working digitally is it speeds up your process big time, which means you've got more output happening, which... Is going to allow you to reach those deadlines in a much more optimal way hopefully um you know with traditional stuff it's it's not as easy usually you're going to have to do everything manually there's not as much uh automation as you can get from digital ways of working
1: exactly yeah. i must also quickly say, uh, talk about a book about this the last that i wrote that could be really helpful to newcomers It's actually from DC Comics. I can't remember who did it right now, but... uh, No, the third something. I can't remember who did it right now, sorry, but... The DC Comics Guide to Digital, Digital Art is the best book I've read about going from traditional to digital, and it gives you pretty much everything you need to know to make that... To make the transition easy, so so much easier. I'm I'm sure if you if you read it now, Clayton, even you would find something new that you could find useful in the, in the book.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I've heard it recommended by a few artists, actually.
1: It's really good. It's probably the best digital guide you can you can get.
0: Yeah, cool. That's awesome. So I
1: just I just had to put that out there before I forgot it, for everybody new to digital listening. That's a book. That I can highly recommend. You can get it on. You can get it on digital, uh, digital and and uh, in your in your hand whenever you. It's on probably on Amazon. It's probably on DC Comics Home Shop page. Yeah. Comicsology, Comicsology, perhaps even have it. I don't know. Yeah, but they, they might do. that if you're working and you need and you need help. That will... it, it won't help you how to create the comic books. It will help you with the transition and useful tips on how and what what you can do with digital that makes things easier. Mm,
0: definitely. It. And it's not hard to order a book off of Amazon. It's worth exploring these things, especially if it's going to improve your art. And as I was you know, as we touched on in the beginning of this episode, as far as the financial side of things go, there's no better thing to invest in than you and your passion. So it's it's definitely a worthwhile at least exploring your options there, as far as digital is concerned. Now, what in your opinion, Rick, would you say would, would you say digital is better, or is traditional better, or are they kind of the same? You know, they you know the pros and cons just kind of balance out into an even Ooh, scale. Oh,
1: that's the that's the constant question, isn't it? It's that's a it's the, a
0: big debate actually.
1: The okay, Almighty question. I mean, as state versus digital, which is yeah. best?
0: As I was saying before, like the value does change significantly in the end product. You know, your traditional work is always going to be worth more value, at least more perceived value, by your customers than exactly. your digital exactly. work. Exactly.
1: That's that's what one of my points would be to go for if if you want to produce memorabilia that can be hanged on a wall and can be remembered and can be can be bought for a lot of money and sold for a lot of money and that is your way to go Mm. that you know it it, it's gonna be once in a lifetime drawings and paintings you're doing then traditional is, of course the way to go because that's where the money will be in that
0: Mm. i think a lot of things have you know they're still catching up with these new evolutions that we're getting in the way that we produce our illustrations, our artwork. And yeah, when we were working traditionally and when we are working traditionally, there are certain, you know, ways in which we go about selling our work and and the value that's attached to that. However, I think that it's a it's a misconception actually that you can't sell or your work isn't as valuable if you're working digitally. I just think we need some more time to Evolve in that department. You know, what do we do once we've created the artwork? How do we sell we that have, off? We just, just haven't found, have found
1: the right way to sell it. I mean, some yeah. people have. Some people makes a ton of a living of just of selling, of selling digital posters.
0: Well, exactly right. And here's the other thing. You know, just as the digital and traditional tools kind of balance out as far as how much you're going to spend on them. The other thing to remember is that when it comes to traditional art, yes, you can sell the finished artwork for you know a couple hundred bucks, maybe a couple thousand dollars depending on the amount of notoriety you have as an artist. but yeah. also on top of that, when it comes to digital, you may not get as much for, say, you know a a a poster that you've printed a thousand times, but what if you were only to Well, let's take a look at that Say that you do produce a poster uh, A thousand times And you sell that poster on its own for say $10 Right? Well, what's um, You know, a thousand times ten That's $10,000 For one piece of artwork Very, very interesting So the digital artwork itself Maybe kind of does pay off Possibly even more so Than the traditional ways of working
1: some some digital artists also when they want to do, do stuff like uh, take with them on uh, in at columns and sell they they do the they do the lines in digital and then they print it out yeah to ink it to ink it in freehand to so so it has that fear of being traditional
0: there you go mixing well. things up
1: so there's there's ways to do it you can I, you could uh, you can do the drawing in the do the penciled, pencil lines and inks in, in digital, and then color it in free in in freehand.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It will, and it would be considered considered a traditional once in a lifetime piece still, even though the line work is is digital.
0: Yeah, well, I know that some art digital artists when they're exhibiting their work and they're putting it up for sale, one thing that they will do is they will say, "Hey, you know what? Each." copy of my art that that a customer buys is going to have a unique little thing that i'm going to add in there for that customer so you know you might buy one of their posters for example and they might you know add in on top of that print a cool little customization to the character or whatever it is that they've drawn that else. Hand, uh, hand drawn. just a simple
1: signature hand-drawn just that simple signature ha- is pretty much can, this. can make all the difference yeah. in pay as well
0: yeah exactly Um, another great way to go about it is to limit the amount of copies that you make so if you've only got 10 posters of your digital illustration that you're ever going to sell then that bumps up its value significantly because there's a limited amount of copies there's more valuable uh, there's more value attached to that
1: there is high sales in digital posters and and that as well I mean, that's really risen over the last few years also I've 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 looked into it, and the changes have people have become more used to okay this is how this is how things are now in order to get stuff from let's say Mark Brooks and all that you have to buy digital now, et cetera et cetera, even though Mark Brooks still sometimes paints uh, paints in hand colors in hand,
0: yeah totally i mean i yes, at the end of the day, I always think about this with comic books as well the digital comic books versus being able to hold a physical comic book in your hand and it makes me really think about you know how do you get around that because publishing costs are pretty expensive depending on who you go to and how much funds you have for that particular project and it's just it's much more convenient in a way for digital comics to be the thing because once it's done you, you upload it there's no production cost, really. And it's kind of convenient for the customer as well because they're able to download it onto their iPad or whatever it is they're looking at it on. And they don't have to go to the store or anything to go and buy it. it it's never going to get damaged. It is, you're always going to have it there uh, at your fingertips, so to speak, just in a digital manner. And it's always interesting to me that still, given that, there's a lower perceived monetary value attached to digital comics. So I don't know what needs to happen in order for digital artwork to become just as valuable, if not more valuable, as traditional artwork. And I think it will. I think it will just be in different ways.
1: It'll be a matter of time. I don't think something there is something radical have to change. Yeah. I just think time, time will let it do that.
0: I mean, something which is one of a kind is always going to be much more valuable than, you know, something which has many more copies that can be produced of it. Um, and I mean, that's just the, the way that things are at the end of the day. That's why gold imagine, is so precious, for example. It's imagine
1: rare. the Mona Lisa being digital. I don't think it would have been that popular as it is now.
0: No, exactly, exactly.
1: It wouldn't have been in a glass bar here. It would have been in a glass box, but on an iPod.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it.
1: At the, in a museum.
0: Yeah, I almost think that digital art is kind of the I guess you could say it's you know, art itself is kind of like this, this rare like beautiful gem of uh, of creativity. And the the thing is is that once you produce a mass amount of it, of one piece of artwork, that's when it almost becomes more of a, you know, a, a product that is basically able to be sold to many, many different people. And digital is kind of you know, where that comes into play in the, probably the biggest way. It's, it's a great medium for you to use if you're an artist that wants to produce a, a, a huge amount of you know, work for, for one reason or another, it might be a, a lots and lots of different comic books, right? Um, that that are able to be put out there, or it might be posters, as an example, as well. It's it's very much more of a business than it is a one-off piece of artwork. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, in that in that aspect, uh, to to answer your first given question, well, I I I. I I can't say that there's one thing. One of those two is better than the other. Even though I've done 20 years of traditional and yeah. I've only just started digital, I traditional versus digital, I'd say both. Yeah, that'll be my answer. Both.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can even look back throughout the history of you know other creative mediums, like we were just talking about before with the writing, uh, as an example is a book which is written in you know a quill and in ink still as valuable as a book which is typed up on the computer and published to mass amounts of people and it, it's you mean, really
1: you mean, you mean in that time it wasn't books yeah. it was scrolls
0: well scrolls yeah and and i mean <laughs> and to... I,
1: I do believe those those can't even be sold because they those are bound to be on muse, museums because they're yeah. so it's sold. so valuable that they belong in a museum rather than being sold yeah. around
0: yeah absolutely
1: that's as just to help you help you with your example here because
0: and, and it's very interesting to know whether or not one of those scrolls i mean it obviously depends on the scrolls um but you know say a story which was written down on a scroll back then would be as valuable now as say the the millions of copies of, of twilight that was sold um, would they oh, be about the well, same? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really hard to tell.
1: Well, you do know that Anne Rice, no, no that's not Anne Rice, but the, 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 the creator of Harry Potter.
0: Mm. Yeah. The
1: first books was written on newspaper, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, really?
1: That's actually uh, a been seem to be as valuable as if it was made on uh, made uh, made on like scroll because it's mm. so once in a lifetime thing uh, to to answer the question whether it would still be as valuable
0: yeah jk Rowling, i think was her name yeah
1: jk yeah. Rowling, yeah yeah and, and rice no that's the vampire
0: yeah um yeah, super interesting stuff. Like uh, that's why I, I, I love this debate as a topic between digital and traditional because I think that both have an incredible amount of merit. Um, what would be really cool to transi- transition into now would be the uh, the different tools that we have our at our disposable in, in at our disposal in these mediums. T- Tongue tied tonight, um, and the. The which ones are available to us. Like for me, it's Mega Studio and Photoshop. I use those two software applications almost exclusively when it comes to developing my artwork. There is, of course, uh, like we talked about before, the Sketchbook Pro and um, what was the
1: other one you mentioned? Uh, Procreate. Procreate. That's more, that's more on iPhones, I do believe.
0: yeah. Oh, it's, it's just amazing when a student comes into my classroom and I, I ask to see their work and, and they've whipped up this insanely detailed illustration on their, on their phone somehow. And I'm like, th- that is amazing, you know. Who ever thought that we'd be able to use our phones, you know, back in the 90s as a, as a platform for creating art?
1: Well, if we were imagining that, we would just imagine ourselves standing at the wall and drawing <laughs>
0: Totally, it's it's crazy. Because um,
1: if you don't remember, you millennials out there, back in the day, phones were hung on the wall with cords and everything. You can't, you mm. couldn't move them around.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's going back quite a long while, isn't it? <laughs> um,
1: I just had to do my my weekly my weekly poke against millennials.
0: Well, I think I think maybe you might have made yourself seem very old there, Rick. Instead. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I don't even think they had those phones when I was around. You know, they had the uh, the, the phones where you would kind of spin the, the round dial and, and dial a number in that way. But it's,
1: Oh, that old, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, just that old, just that old. Yeah. Not as old as you. Well,
1: well, great. Now you make me feel even older. <laughs>
0: um, what I'd say is, though, uh, because, you know, when I was working traditionally... I was using probably about the same amount of tools. It wasn't necessarily a Wacom and, you know, Manga Studio and Photoshop, but it was a piece of paper. might have been a notepad piece of paper, printing paper I upgraded to later on uh, as I got older. Um, But, you know, it was pretty much just a lead pencil and a ballpoint pen. Um, I did every now and then get fine-tip pens for Christmas and birthdays, but... I never really mastered them 100% in a way which, you know, was the likes of Mark Sylvester's work, put it that way. Um, so, yeah, you've probably used many more traditional methods of working uh, more so than I have, at least, Rick. So what what are your insights yeah, yeah. in regards to that?
1: Well, I, I'd say uh, 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 on your behalf, we looking at, Pencil uh just uh, line workers like you yourself. Mm. I do believe that you're actually using more tools now now in the digital than you did with traditional, am I right? I'd almost wager that 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 when like there's more tools that you use now or is it around the same?
0: In a weird way, I think it's less. Like honestly, um, it's just the, the Wacom into a string
1: No rules, no, no anything. It's just yeah. freehand all of it.
0: No rulers, no sharpeners, nothing. Just but, just the Wacom you, tablet. You get
1: my point, right? That now with digital, it's easier to get those tools. So some people might be, but might be faster to use them now.
0: Oh, I, I get what you're saying. You mean like digital rulers and, and digital things like that. Well, I mean yeah. like the, the actual things that you need are, are quite minimal. You know, you need a software application that's capable of allowing you to draw. And then you oh, just need oh, the hardware, oh, right, right? right. I get you now. I
1: get you now. I mean, so I guess I, you, need, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you need a PC, right? Yeah. And,
1: and in my applications and kind of with the painting, well, uh, I now I, uh, now I need to basically just the same as you. You're I did right. when traditional. Then I need, I there I needed canvases. I needed br- brushes of different sizes, of different mm. hardnesses, of different everything. I needed the painting. I needed the painting thinners. I need needed the uh, you name it. There was a lot of things. Yeah. Compared to compared to now, now I now I just need my photos but and my. And and my uh, and my of oh, Huyon, and I'm yep. done, and I'm ready.
0: You ready to roll?
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, it's been it's easier. There's less to less things to set up and and prepare for. Like in the in the old days with my traditional one, that was was I I needed a whole room almost for all my stuff.
0: Yeah, totally. It's, it's much more compact. Now all I need to compact. do is
1: have my monitor besides my computer, like a secondary monitor when I'm not using it, and then just pull it closer when I'm using it. So it's, it's that easier, that much easier.
0: Totally. So, after all this time, you don't think you'll ever look back to traditional, Rick? You think you'll stick with the digital?
1: Oh, I'm still doing traditional now and again. Oh, I'm you're, still, still, you're still doing still the traditional? Uh, I haven't gotten a hundred percent to digital and I don't think I ever will. Right. So, so why <laughs> is that? Due to both to due to my work. Mm, like the did, kind of work you and, do? And because I still enjoy it, there's just, now I'm going to sound like an addict, but the smells of the paint and, <laughs> no, and totally. working in it and the oil thinners and... No, 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 that made me come out too mm-hmm. much of an addict. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I you know, the smells. I mean, you can't smell digital. Things. No, you that's can.
0: right. It's a bit more tactile, isn't it? Like, you can feel the process of creating your art a little bit more than, than what you can digitally.
1: But can you, can you smell your pencils?
0: Yeah, no. I, I guess. You mean did the traditional pencil?
1: Yeah, you can smell those if you did traditionally. You can smell those. Smelling the tools you're working with is important, but you can't do that with digital.
0: Um, yeah, no, you can't. You can't at all. It's that's my
1: point. I mean, that's 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 one of the things that I liked about traditional is the is the smells as well. The 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 different senses getting to work other than just your two two senses. It was more like almost all of your senses. Mm. I did need. I did need the oil paint, so that sense didn't come into play. But every other sense, so that that was part of why I might never go all the way away from traditional, because that I love that part as well.
0: Yeah, Bringing totally. all
1: of your senses into it, which you can't in the same in the same way in digital.
0: No, absolutely not. And I think that's. The biggest thing about going digital from traditional is that it doesn't uh, feel the same anymore. And it's a completely different experience as a creator. I think it's hard to let go what what you're talking about there, Rick. It's hard to let go of the the feeling and and, and the smell, like you said, and, and the way in which your senses are engaged when, when you're creating in a traditional way like, that completely changes when I changes. work
1: traditional I, do, I don't listen to music because I don't have to because the sound of the brush and the canvas and mm. just everything makes a, makes the noise for me but when I work digital I can't work without music
0: yeah that's a really good point I, I wouldn't have even have thought of that but yeah you, you're totally right It's it's a bit more engaging when you're working traditionally I think and yeah, when you, you switch to digital, just like anything else, it's going to be a tough time. You know, you're not going to be used to it. You're going to find it uncomfortable, and uh, and what makes it worse is the fact that it's not necessarily going to feel better. Um, in fact, it might feel, uh, you know, a little bit less. You know, one of the great things about creativity in general is you kind of get to get your hands dirty a little bit, right? Like if you're sculpting, you get your hands in, in into the clay, and if you're if you're painting, you know, you you, you got your hands around the brush and you're mixing paints, and it's it's all there. It's an experience as a creator, and you you do bring up a good point because you lose a lot of that when you go digital.
1: Yeah, yeah, but and that's the fact that. It's a fact about it that well, digital does give you a lot of pluses, but it it becomes more the work becomes more in lack like of finding a better word, it becomes more clinical than
0: yeah, that's a good word for it. It's a good word for it, and I guess it's what makes traditional more precious as well. Is you know you're a bit more there. It's. Whereas with digital, it's like you, you make a mistake, the, the mistake can easily be fixed. But in a traditional piece of artwork, it's like the mistakes become part of it. And that's kind of cool. You know, that's that's what makes it special. Happy little spouse.
1: Happy mistakes.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you can actually make happy mistakes likely much easier when it comes to traditional art because you almost have to. But when it comes to digital, it's like if, if you do something that you don't like even a little bit... The Control Z button or the Command Z button isn't far away, so yeah. Did you
1: know? Did you know the painting The Scream actually started? Uh, started out as coming out from a mistake the painter made.
0: Oh, which one is that? Sorry.
1: Uh, the the that uh, old painting that's called The Scream.
0: Oh right! Wow.
1: That that actually so that was not uh, a mistake. I think he was drawing his mama standing on a bridge. Oh no! And then he he did a did a mistake with the pay, with the with the face, and then he just <laughs> <laughs> got mad and gave up, so he, to speak. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but yeah, that's the basics of it. It started out to be a happy mistake.
0: He painted and that how And now it's one felt. of the
1: most popular paintings ever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a classic, isn't it?
1: Also, also the point. Also, Mona Lisa. People still aren't sure whether it's actually a man. Oh, right. Really. That's still a debate in some uh, artistic environments.
0: I see. Really. Well, Mona Lisa is. Yeah. Who knows? You know. I I think a lot of people kind of try to theorize the the meaning behind the Mona Lisa and and what was all going on there and and what it all meant but at the end of the day i think that the only one that will ever know that is is the artist who painted it all those centuries ago
1: yeah and he doesn't have a cell phone, so we can't even call him up and ask
0: i don't think even if he did have a cell phone i do not think we would be able to call him up and ask because i don't think he's around anymore but um yeah it's it's definitely one of those things that art brings about that it brings about questions of, of what the creator was thinking because, I mean, the finished piece of artwork is a manifestation of that. And, you know, we get a little bit of a glimpse into what was going on there in, in their imagination, in the mind of the creator. And it just sometimes, depending on what they're creating, it just beckons more questions.
1: And But, but the po- also the point of this was that <clears throat> many of the best paintings, traditional paintings ever, was based of mistakes yeah and with the digital art now you're mm. kind of you're kind of removing that from yeah. you're kind of allowing yourself to remove yourself from making mistakes totally so 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 you won't be able to make those once-in-a- lifetime pieces yeah,
0: because exactly you it, aren't
1: man. you aren't forcing yourself to just work with the mistake yeah well Close- so that's another that's another plus in my opinion to traditional rather than digital.
0: Mm. Well in, in closing, Rick, what what are your thoughts on digital versus traditional? And and then we'll we'll kind of wrap it up with that and then I'll I'll kind of give my thoughts on it and, and where I sit. Because I think, man, like we've kept it fairly balanced. We've played devil's advocate on either side of the digital well, that's, versus traditional.
1: Yeah, we did, and it makes me laugh a little because our question was, "Which is better, traditional versus digital?" And I think, in order to summarize, what about the answer we concluded is both of them are both of, both both of them are great. So we didn't actually give the viewers any direct concrete answers to what to go for here. We just made them question it even harder, if yeah, anything. Yeah,
0: that was our aim. Because,
1: and that's the, and that's my, that's my, my point is there's pluses and there's strengths in and weaknesses in both if you want the traditional give you that brings you completely and hundred percent into what you're doing in a more defined and interacting way than than digital. Yeah. But digital can make uh, can make 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 sure, can make your creativity do more precise, be more precise in what you want to create rather than have to be forced to work around mistakes you created so you can do exactly what you envision rather than have to work with yeah. getting as close as possible with traditional because you have, oops, I made a mistake so I have to, okay, I'll just change my vision to, to make it to make it a little different, whereas in digital you can just, oops, I'm making a mistake. Control C.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it's, it, man.
1: So there's no, there's no either or. If you want to go digital, go digital. If you want to go traditional, go traditional. If you want to do both, do both. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically what I'm, what what I say. I because there's no, there's no, none of them is better. None of them is worse.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely.
1: And that's mine.
0: I think you could treat, as we said from the beginning, digital as just another medium. And so it all comes down to preference for you as an artist. What do you prefer working in? Because that's all the medium is, it's just your preferred way of working in order to reach that end outcome, that illustration that that you produce. So. It's ultimately up to what feels most comfortable for you and the pros and cons of you as you've weighed them up in your own mind. For me, uh, digital was a, a fantastic option because I knew that in order to pull off what I was trying to pull off and, and to get the look for my art that I wanted to get and to produce it in the way that I wanted to produce it, I, in a studio, for example, I needed to be able to work digitally. And I didn't like working digitally, in the beginning. I really didn't, but ultimately I knew that I had to stick with it in order to get that end outcome. So you've got to consider what your end outcome is when it comes to choosing the tools that you've decided to go with. Now, that might be influenced by artists that you look up to and admire and the kind of tools that they use. Maybe you're trying to achieve a similar look in your own art. So you're going to want to explore those a little bit more and as well as that you might want to experiment with different mediums not just digital and not just you know the the overall blanket of traditional so to speak but maybe you do want to experiment with watercolors and and oils and charcoal and and whatever else is out there and available to us again ultimately it all comes down to you as an artist so in closing one is neither better nor the other personally on a personal, artistic level, I think that digital is better, and it works well for me. But that doesn't mean that's going to be the case for everybody.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah. I still, I still, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of both. I like both equally.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. They both got merits. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll. What, what do you say? We call it a, a wrap there, Rick. Let's do that. Let's do it. Um, thanks so much for listening, everyone. I, I hope that you got a lot out of this episode because I know that it's, it, it's again, again, a conversation that comes up so often is what do I do? Do I go digital? Do I go traditional? Do I have to be one or the other in order to survive in the comic book industry? The answer is no, you don't. You just, you got to do whatever fits best for you because if you don't enjoy the process, of creation. If you don't enjoy the way in which you work, then there's no point in doing it, right? So you've got to really, you know, they say that the process is much more important than the outcome at the end of the day. And I think that that is very, very true because you're going to spend a lot more time working on your projects than you are going going to sit back and admire the finished outcome. You know, that that's a short why. You get that sense of achievement, but... You know, the next day you're going to have to jump back into the process again to produce the next piece, the next masterpiece that you're going to put out there into the world. So, yeah, ultimately, um, we hope that we've kind of shed some clarity, at least, on the whole digital versus traditional debate. And uh, we'll see you here next time on the HTDC podcast. Until then, keep on
1: creating.